Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Jersey Educator Podcast. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And my name is Jim Boyce. And welcome to the podcast created by NJEA members for NJEA members. Welcome to the 2016 NJEA Convention. Jim, you know, we've been talking about this convention over the last few weeks on the Jersey Educator Podcast. Before we get into everything that's going on today, many people are going to be walking through here and have the question, where can they get a hold of our, our podcast? How can people reach out to us and subscribe? Subscribe to our very show. Jeff, our podcast lives at njea.org slash podcast. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Search for Jersey Educator. And, of course, we love it if you're out there and you're watching us on iTunes. Please leave us a great review and a nice five-star rating. That is the best thing to do to say thank you. Jim, we have a great convention here. Can you imagine this? 20,000 educators all coming out for doing what's good for students and what's good for education. Absolutely, Jeff. Uh, the, the convention hall is quite crowded. I've heard the workshops upstairs are going really well. What are you excited about this year? I'm very excited about the corner of 1st and 5th, our early career member area. I'm very excited about the early career member networking event tonight. I'm very excited that our first guest uh, is here. And who is our first guest today, Jim? Our first guest is the executive director of the New Jersey Education Association. We'd like to welcome to the show uh, Mr. Ed Richardson. Ed, welcome to the show. How are you today? Great. Thank you, Jeff, and thanks for being here at our convention. I am excited to have you here, 20,000 educators. What do you guys think about this? Uh, I think it's terrific. Uh, every year I have to always say this is such a shot in the arm to be here to see our members so engaged and engaged in the things, as you alluded to, that are going to help them as they move back uh, into our schools, into their classrooms, and work with their students. What have you seen here this year that's excited you? Um, the fact that you're right here on Digital Boulevard is, uh, is what's exciting me. Technology is so much a part of what our members do with their students, and um, they have the opportunity to come here, try things out, uh, really uh, work and, and, and feel how the technology can be used in their work and, uh, and, and get comfortable with it to uh, bring it right back to their classrooms. Ed, it's great to have you here wearing your white rose boutonniere, boutonniere. looking quite dapper, sir. <laughs> Ed, uh, before you, you go, I know you're very busy. What does the uh, executive director of the NJEA do? Well, um, I'm officially in the organizational chart, the quote, chief executive of the organization. Uh, but we're not a traditional corporate structure. We have three elected officers, of course. So I work with them and the assistant executive director in what we call the leadership team to really guide the direction of the organization. Um, officially, also, my role is to supervise the staff of the NJEA. And we have a staff of 270 full-time people and 140 part-time consultants. So um, that's a big job. I don't supervise them all directly. I have a fabulous management team that I work with and work through. Um, but, uh, you know, a whole variety of other roles. Um, the budgeting of the organization and the deployment of other resources, not just the human resources of the organization. So, um, you know, that's a big job. And then a another part of it is that I'm expected to uh, be a leader in terms of our political interactions. Uh, out there with elected leaders and uh, and uh, hopefully future elected leaders in the state. Uh, Ed, I couldn't help here. Uh, so many staff. It sounds like when our members are out there working in their schools, working with our students across the state, they really have people who have their backs. They 20, do. 24-7. Yeah, absolutely. Most of our uh, members think in terms of their UNICEF staff, 
when it comes to that. Our units of staff are, of course, the people who are deployed right out there uh, in their counties. But um, Uniserve knows that they are essentially the brokers of service from throughout the organization. So uh, whether our members uh, need help uh, building a, a, a member website, uh, guiding them in the creation of salary guides, bringing professional development programs into their districts and their counties, uh, the Uniserve rep knows that they have all of those resources and more through our headquarters staff. And uh, I always say to people, if you want to see how that works, uh, show up at headquarters at, say, you know, 3 p.m. on any weekday. You'll notice people getting in their cars and leaving. Well, they're not going home early. They're going to do work out in the field. And all of our headquarters-based staff have some field responsibility. And that's, that's part of what makes the organization strong. We put our staff out there working with our members all over the state every day. That, that's really great to hear, Ed, and, and very reassuring for our members out there to get that straight from you, straight from the top. Um, Ed, uh, anything we forgot to mention here that you'd like to just share before you're off on your, your journey for the rest of the day? You know, I think we all came down here with, um, you know, a little bit of a, 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 a down mood. Um, you know, I, I, I jokingly said that uh, I didn't think that uh, when people were talking about, quote, morning in America, that there was a you in the word morning. But um, what we have to remember going forward, no matter what the national landscape looks like, is that uh, we are always in a high ground position if we are out there advocating for what's good for children. And no one can ever criticize us if we're out there uh, advocating for what's good for children. And so I think that's, uh, that's the fight that we need to be uh, engaged in at the national level. But also we have to remember that we have important state level politics that are going to influence the, really the future of what we do uh, in next year's elections. It's one of the benefits of New Jersey having, quote, off-year state elections. And we have to remain focused. On, uh, on those challenges as well and make sure that we have a, a governor and legislators and legislative leadership that we can work with uh, starting in January of 2018. So that's the future that I'm looking, looking forward to. We're all looking forward to that, Ed, and I can't thank you enough for stopping over and sitting down and just spending a couple minutes with us, and we will certainly see you later. Yes. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jim, for the opportunity. And, thank you so much. Uh, have a great convention. All right, uh, the executive director of the NJA, Ed Richardson, stopping by. Thanks again, Ed. And Jim, that just goes to show what a great convention we have. Lots of organization going into here. And Jim, who do we have sitting over here to our right? Right over to our next guest, a voice from the past who was in one of our first episodes of Jersey Educator back in the winter. Uh, she is a resident of Holland Township, New Jersey, and works at Holland Township School. She's been there over eight years. She is a paraprofessional advocating for ESPs or education support professionals, very interested in providing training for local associations through NJEA. I'd like to welcome back Ms. Heather Sorgi. Hello, Heather. Good morning, Jim. How are you? I am great. And how are you? Doing well. Doing well. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Heather, I noticed you're wearing a, a badge. Um, you have a special blue badge that not a lot of other members seem to have. Do you want to talk a little about that? Uh, yes. Actually, it's something I'm very excited about. Uh, recently, I was inducted into the uh, NJEA Apprentice Program. Uh, it's a program that you apply for through NJEA, which is open to uh, women and minorities here at NJEA. It's a two-year program uh, where you can apply, and if accepted, 
Um, it's uh, in your first year, you would attend uh, 10 required core training classes and conferences, um, which would give you specialized training in one of the six facets of NJEA, whether it be communication, executive office, uh, government relations, professional development, um, research and economic service, or UNISER. Um, I'm actually apprenticing right now in the executive uh, development, um, executive office, uh, and I my mentor is actually Bob Antonelli. Oh, I know Bob. We yes, all know uh, Bob. And I am an ESP, so that's great. So I'm working very closely with him. So that's that's wonderful. Um, there's 13 apprentices, uh, which are, we're like a family. So it, it's really a great experience, and so, uh, really, I, I really, really would uh, would encourage anyone uh, to apply. Um, you just you have such a wonderful opportunity to be able to become engaged at that level. And if members are interested in learning more about the apprentice program, is there a place they can go on the web to Absolutely. get more information? Absolutely. Well, you would um, you'd want to email Matt Dorado uh, at Human Resources, and he would be able to get you more information on that. Um, you know, or they can come and talk to me here, uh, you know, or email me, uh, which is heatherlynsorge at gmail.com. Great, great. So we will reach out to you, reach out to Matt. Uh, Heather, how are you enjoying convention? Convention's wonderful. Uh, it's actually the first time I've ever been here, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, normally, this time of year, uh, traditionally, has been very, unfortunately, been very busy for me. We had uh, quite a few chaotic uh, episodes the last several years in my family that prevented me from, from being down here. Uh, so I'm excited to be here this year. I'm actually presenting Today, um, I'll be presenting uh, Proactively Combating Privatization in room 305 at 1 o'clock. Um, so we'll, that'll be going on today. Um, so I'm excited for that. Uh, and, you know, it, it's been busy. Uh, you know, we, I was out uh, canvassing prior, you know, within the election. Um, you know, I had been in, uh, involved with the fellowship program, the summer fellowship program. So I'll be over later, um, over with the organizing uh, organizing table um, helping out over there so it's going to be a busy day so and I'll be joining over uh, over at Haven tonight with uh, with the group with um, with my friends over there so I'm excited it's going to be a very very full full uh, full couple of days that's really great so much going on and uh, I'm, it's just so great to hear this workshop that you're presenting uh, at one o'clock uh, about privatization, which is something that you are one of our member experts on combating. So uh, members can really hear it right from uh, the expert. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, I do want to just give one uh, one plug out for the for the ESPs. I would encourage all the ESPs to attend the ESP conference, which is going to be held February third through fifth uh, at the Hilton East Brunswick this year. Uh, if you haven't attended before, this is a wonderful conference, and there's going to be a ton of new, um, new different conferences that are actually professionally development uh, oriented this year, and they're ones that we have not seen before. So you can go, and you can actually. I know that the, if you look at the cost, it looks intimidating, but please go and seek uh, help from your president and look for a scholarship for that, because there's ways to go and look for funding. So don't be intimidated by the cost. There's there's ways to attend. Well, well, thank you, Heather, so much uh, for just coming and spending a couple minutes with us and sitting down. It's great to check in and uh, just to see you again. And I'm sure we'll have you back on the Jersey Educator in the near future. And we're looking forward to your workshop later. Really, great. really thank great. Thank you so much for having me. It was great to see you guys. Thanks, have a great Heather. day. You too. And of course, Jim, it's great to see all of our guests come back onto the show and share that with what they've been working on ever since, uh, ever since being on our episode. 
Yes, it is. And, and I couldn't help what Heather mentioned, Jeff. Um, she's presenting a workshop. All the workshops here presented by members for members. That, that would be an accurate uh, statement, I believe, right? I think it's the value of the entertainment here because there's so many good sessions here. And, you know, right behind us on this wall is the Allstate Choir. And it is over 100 amazing educators Sorry, over 100 amazing students getting together who have not only gone out of their school districts, not only gone to the regional orchestra auditions, but have actually gone through and made it into the All-States programs. I, I got to say, as a former music teacher here, one of the hidden gems of the convention is what happens on Friday, the All-State Orchestra and All-State Choir concert here. Simply, simply an amazing thing. And if you're coming down, check it out. Uh, every year, the Allstate Choir and Orchestra has a great program here for everybody. Jim, who's on the program next? Oh, our next guest has just arrived. Uh, our next guest is our former New Jersey Student Education Association president, our organization for our pre-service members. Uh, she recently, though, graduated and has her teaching position in the Highland Park School District of Middlesex County. Congratulations. We'd like to welcome uh, Hannah Pavlock to the program. Hi, Hannah. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to have you, Hannah. And how are you doing? So good. I'm so excited to be here. This is always the Christmas for teachers, so I, uh, I can't wait to see what we get out of this, both uh, free stuff and professionally. Of course. So tell us about your, your, your new job. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Um, Highland Park. I work at Highland Park High School as a special education teacher in a self-contained resource and co-teaching setting. So get a little bit of all the mix there. Um, I love Highland Park. We have about, I would say, at least 20, 25 members here. We had um, 10 at last night's black and white party, which was awesomely fun. So although we're small, we show big representation. <laughs> Absolutely. Highland Park, uh, very well known across the state for its advocacy of its members and just standing up for what's right for our students. And, and Hannah, speaking of that, um, landing your, your, your teaching position, uh, how, how much do you credit your work and your time with the student, uh, the pre-service group, NJSEA, to take you from where you were to where you are now? I think um, it is an uh, integral part of my pre-service experience and still in my professional experience because I know a lot of the laws. I know a lot of um, professional development strategies. I go in there as a more confident person because I was so involved in the pre-service education association. And I highly suggest anybody who's in some sort of collegiate program or getting, um, you know, prospectively getting their teaching certificate to join because I do think it is a wonderful experience. They have so many great workshops. We have workshops here. In fact, I believe there is a lunch and learn at some point today. And um, there is a first year FAQ session that some of us are putting on and that will be at 1 to 2.30 tomorrow on Friday. So any of our listeners uh, tuning in to this program, um, if they are college students, pre-service uh, educators, the NJSEA is a great resource. And, and where, where could they go to learn about that? Um, you can visit our website. Uh, we have um, we, we are connected to the NJEA.org website. We also have a Facebook account, a Snapchat, a Twitter. Um, we have a lot of different social media uh, 
platforms that we work with. We also have um, a booth here in the corner of 1st and 5th, and you can get all our social media on one nice business card, nicely contained for you, if you visit the corner of 1st and 5th. Yes, powerhouse of social media, the New Jersey Student Education Association, I would say, uh, everywhere. And uh, Hannah, what um, have you had a chance to be in any workshops today or any coming up over the next couple of days that you're taking uh, upstairs at the convention? Yeah, um, I am really interested in grant writing, so I will be at that one if anyone wants to join me. Um, there's also an early career series that a lot of the teachers of the year are doing, uh, the county teachers of the year. I went to their planning and preparation one. So far, so good. I really liked it. I did learn a lot, and it's very applicable if you are transitioning or even if you're in the pre-service program or transitioning from pre-service to full-time membership. That was a great program. They have two more at 1 o'clock, and I believe there's another one at 3. So Awesome. So just so many workshops, so much to learn, so much to do here. Uh, Hannah, it's been really great having you here and checking in and uh, congratulations again on, on your position in Highland Park. And Hannah, anything we forgot to mention or talk about that you just uh, maybe want to want to share? Um, I would just reiterate again that you should visit the corner 1st and 5th. Um, our first year FAQs workshop is again at 1 to 2.30 tomorrow. And it's great if you have a student teacher as well to kind of learn what the collegiate programs are like now, what support we would need in the classroom. So even if you're not a first-year teacher or going into your first year, it's very applicable to student teachers. So thank you so much, Jim and Jeff, for having me. Oh, thank you, Hannah, and we will certainly see you later. Yes, have a good time. Bye-bye. So one of the neat things about being here at the convention is you never know who you're going to run into. Again, Jim, 20,000 educators, and uh, I have one of my, 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 my Twitter followers here. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself here, sir, and uh, let's, let's introduce yourself. Well, my name is Anthony St. Jean. I'm a technology coordinator for the Orange City Public Schools. Anthony, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Jersey Educator Podcast. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself here. Well, as mentioned, I'm a technology coordinator. I work in Orange. I help teachers to integrate technology in the curriculum. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this since 2004. This is my passion. You know, I'm a member of NGA, NJEA since then. I received my master's from Instructional Design and Technology from Seton Hall University, and I, I just love working with technology. I love working with kids. So what is it about the convention? Why, why do we come down here? What, what, are you, what are you excited about this year? Well, I'm just, just excited being around such a great group of professionals. Um, it's, it's a great for me. Um, I've met a number of my colleagues and friends that I work with throughout the years in, in Orange and Seton Hall, as well as Newark. So it's... Um, it's just a great event, and it's also a wonderful learning opportunity for me, and it's free. It's part of my membership, so I don't want to make, make good use of my dues. So. so we're sitting here in Digital Boulevard, Jim, and I see things like Maker Depot, which is doing 3D printers over here. I see a makerspace area over here, which is doing digital 3D rendering. I see a 3D printer a museum almost over here. There's a lot of new stuff that we can certainly take back. What have you seen so far that you're going to take back and talk about on Monday? Well, to be honest with you, I just got here within the past hour. So I made my way over to Black Rocket. Um, certainly want to check out TeacherCast. Um, this, is, this has always been probably my favorite spot throughout the years. So, um, you know, so um, I'm just here. I'm just exploring and I'm just for now. But I will check out the, the latest technology and get back to you on that. 
Absolutely. Now, you, you're, you're no shy to being on social media. We had people that came up here over my last couple sessions and they said, how do you get your resources shared with other people? How do you build a PLN? Do you have any tips and tricks for how to take your, you know, the, the great work that you're doing and really build a brand or build a, a, an environment of learning around the content that you're creating? Well, pr perhaps the best answer is Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Um, I encourage educators to, um, to sign up for Twitter. I, I encourage them to follow Twitter chats as well as um, EdTech hashtags and as well as EdTech leader, leaders on Twitter. What, what hashtags do you follow? Well, certainly um, EdTech, hashtags, hashtag EdTech. Um, I follow STEM. I follow ISTE. Uh, perhaps these are probably my three top uh, hashtags. And as far as things that are happening throughout the year? Because I, I know you go to these things. Any particular conferences coming up that are going to be exciting you outside of this one, of course? Well, perhaps um, my favorite co uh, conference actually is the NJECC conference that's at Montclair State University. I've been going to this conference for years. I'm an NJECC member. It's a fantastic opportunity. It's not as large as this one. It's rather intimate affair. So you really get a chance to really get into really good conversations with other EdTech professionals, as well as uh, people who are beginning, uh, first-year teachers as, and such. And it is very important, Jim, don't you think? Using this as professional time. I mean, it's, it's in the Constitution, am I saying that right? That teachers are having two days for professional learning. I, I don't know if it's in the Constitution per se, but it's certainly a law. It's a law. It's that's a, a that's law what I was going that, for. Um, that, that members uh, get these days... Um, have access to the, these resources here to come down and check it all out. Very, very cool. Jim, we have a long uh, day here ahead of us. Anthony, I want to say thank you so much. Uh, before we go, where can we find more information about the great stuff that you're doing? Maybe where do we find you on Twitter? Well, you can find me certainly at at, at EdTechAnthony. So that's at E-D-T-E-C-H-A-N-T-H-O-N-Y. I, I created my own EdTech LLC last summer. Um, the URL is www.edtech.how. Again, that's www.edtech.how. And again, on Twitter, at EdTechAnthony. Excellent. Anthony, thank you so much. 20,000 people here. Jim, I'm going to keep saying this. It is just amazing here. Who is our next guest on the program today? All right, just uh, stepping into the chair here. Uh, our next guest uh, is a former... Uh, teacher in the Trenton Public Schools of Social Studies, uh, recently hired by the New Jersey Work Environmental Council, also known as WEC, uh, WEC. He's been on the podcast twice. He's our only, our only uh, Jersey educator uh, guest who has been on the show twice. Wow. It's, it's great to welcome back uh, Jarrell Blakely. Hello, Jarrell. How's everybody doing? It's good to uh, be here and uh, be in the midst of such an incredible display you, of uh, dedication to education. How, how are you doing? Well, uh, considering the uh, events on Tuesday, I could be a little better, but I am uh, attempting to hold on and I'm uh, reinvigorated re by the folks here. So I got to ask you here, I'm going to ask the same question of all of our guests. Sure. 20,000 educators, what are you getting out of this? What, what do you pull away from here? Or it lets us know that uh, public education is one of the few institutions in America that is so broad and so deep. Um, you know, all too often when we're in 
our classrooms and when we're in our schools, we don't have uh, the necessary idea of how broad public education is. Um, it's such an incredible display of diversity here. Um, gender, race, I mean, it's just incredible to see how universal teaching is and how uh, representative of our society that this profession is. Is there anything here that's popping out that you're like, I've never seen that before? Well, um, I love to see um, at the corner of 1st and 5th, uh, that's incredible to see. Um, as well as Digital Boulevard is a pretty uh, interesting uh, area that uh, highlights the uh, technological aspect of education. Joel, it's great to have you here at the convention, and to see you in person is always extra special. And, uh, Jarrell, you know, to do a little check-in with you, what's sure. been happening? You were just on the show, I want to say, maybe a month and a half ago. Yes. Um, anything been happening in your world, in your work? Sure. you'd like to share, share with our listeners? Sure. So uh, my name is Jarrell Blakely, as he mentioned, and I am the organizer of Healthy Schools Now at the New Jersey Work Environment Council. Healthy Schools Now is dedicated to the idea that every student in New Jersey should have access to a healthy and safe modern school facility. And so that work is uh, difficult. Uh, we have uh, challenges ahead of us, but we have been partnering with our uh, community partners, our union partners, um, we had a very successful uh, coalition meeting in September. We're gearing up for another coalition meeting in November where we will have uh, a litany of speakers who will be presenting about issues affecting uh, school facility quality. We have written uh, several op-eds. So I've written about four op-eds in the last four months. We had an op-ed in August, September, October, and November in different uh, media outlets, including the Star-Ledger um, and uh, the Daily Record, uh, the Times of Trenton in New Jersey Spotlight. And so we are moving the ball forward in Healthy Schools Now. We are strengthening our coalition, and we are meeting with uh, partners to see how we can advance the idea and promise of a healthier school environment for all students in New Jersey. So, uh, Jarrell, you mentioned op-ed, and you've been—it sounds like you've been very busy writing, yes. thinking, and getting your thoughts out there. If, if any of our listeners are interested in writing op-eds, is there? What, what would you recommend to somebody listening in who has never written an op-ed? So, you, um, newspapers, and yeah. you know, it's been surprising. I mean, every op-ed that we've submitted, uh, they have basically—they basically have, um, what do you call it? Um, they basically published them. And so we would, um, I would recommend that you just email the opinion department of a newspaper. Um, folks are always interested in hearing the public's opinion about matters of the day. Uh, I would just make sure that the uh, topic is timely, that the topic is relevant, and that uh, you maintain an adherence to the uh, word list. And so you want to make sure that it's between... 500 to 750 words, and that is timely. So a, a great way to get your voice out there, Absolutely. your thoughts, your opinions, your message out there. And and it's it's great that you have taken that on to uh, make the time for that. Yes, it's been incredible. I mean, we have talked about school funding formula. We've talked about the temperature control bill. We've talked about school privatization. Um, we've talked about lead in public schools. We just had an op-ed published this past Saturday in the Star Ledger, 
where we discussed um, lead in uh, public schools and drinking water in public schools and legislation that um, we are endorsing that would address uh, lead remediation in New Jersey. Jarrell, uh, it's been great having you here to check in and get an update and hear about all the great work you're doing. And we will uh, see you a little later on at convention. Sounds good. Good talking to you, Jim. It's always good to see you. Good seeing you, John. Thanks for being here. Take care. Thank you. All right, Jeff, uh, moving right along, we have a, another guest has sat down. Our next guest is uh, a former science teacher in Monmouth County who is currently uh, hired by NJA full-time to work as a Uniserve field representative. Uh, I just happened to see him walking by. Uh, this is Tom Hayden. Say hello, Tom. Hey, Jim. How are you doing? So um, maybe uh, I, I wanted to grab you because uh, we, we had Ed Richardson was our first guest and he mentioned Uniserve, uh, but we did not have time really to get into that. And what an opportune moment. Uh, all our members have access to a Uniserve field representative through NJA. Could you maybe talk a little bit about how that works and a little about what you do? Yeah, sure. I, I guess uh, the, the simplest way to describe it is what we do is answer any phone calls, any, any questions that, that come up. Most of our day is spent with uh, bargaining and contract enforcement, but we get a lot of questions on maternity leave and professional development and member engagement, all, all sorts of questions. That, that's really great to hear. And so our members uh, have um, access to someone who's got their back 24-7. If anything comes up and a member feels like, I need to talk to someone about this, 24-7 would be an understatement. We're, uh, we're answering phone calls all day, all night long, anything that comes up. So our, our members out there listening in, if they wanted to access this uh, Uniserve, they find their Uniserve field representative and, and reach out. What would be the best way to do that? On the website, maybe? Yeah, I would say the best way would be on the website. We have uh, all of our regional office addresses and phone numbers. And uh, if not, your local president maybe would be able to steer you in the right direction, too. Right. So uh, every Finding member, us. of course, uh, a member of a local association, find out who your local president is if you don't know. If anything comes up and you feel like you need some help, you've, you've got you got people. It's better to ask than to uh, never get an answer or get the wrong answer. Tom, thanks for uh, just sitting down with us for a couple minutes. It's, it's great to see you and have you here at convention. Anytime, Jim. Okay, we'll see you a little later. And we are uh, transitioning into some our uh, next guest, who I also happen to see walking by, Jeff. Uh, this next guest is a, a history educator in the Bayonne Public Schools, where he grew up and uh, came back to teach there. And I wanted him to sit down to share with us something called the I Learn America program, which I had the opportunity to check out, and really amazing program. Uh, Mr. Gene Woods. Hello, Gene. Hi, Jim. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm working with Donnie a little bit, hitting the floor, engaging our members right now. So you're, you're working with the organizer booth yes. here that's a part of Main Street NJA on the convention floor. But, but Gene, I, I know you're tomorrow at 1 o'clock yes. at the corner of 1st and 5th. You're doing a little presentation about a program that's called I Learn America. Would you like to talk a little about that? Sure. Um, so I Learn America, the title I think can be deceiving because it's not just about America. Uh, this documentary was made a few years ago and it's been traveling the, uh, the world essentially. It was just shown in a school in Toulouse, France and some of the students from Toulouse came to meet my students the other day. 
but um, the program revolves around helping students become more accepted in school systems and uh, I think within communities. So it was really cool because when we brought it to our students last year, uh, it gave them a way to open up and feel like they're not alone and not just immigrant students, just regular teenage uh, issues that they're dealing with. So they were able to watch the film, connect through some poetry, and then we had a really big night, which you were there. Um, about 250 members of our community came out to hear the students on stage share their poems, uh, watch the film, and then had the chance to speak to the students who were featured in the documentary from um, Lafayette International High School. So it was a great opportunity just to get people to understand that we have so much more in common it's really, really an amazing thing, and I was so happy to be able that to was, go. And, it's cool. It's really cool. And, Gene, anyone listening in, if they'd like to learn more about yeah. the I Learn America program, what would be a good place to go? Oh, you got to go to 1st and 5th tomorrow at 1 o'clock. <laughs> but, but on the web, is there like <laughs> yeah. a website? <laughs> so you, you could go to uh, ilearnamerica.com. Uh, you could also find them on Facebook. Uh, you could see our pictures, the documentarian who put it together along with the photographer when you hook up with them they'll come to your school they'll take pictures of the students who you want to feature and they'll put them up on a website with their work so the their poem will be featured their story will be featured with their picture and it pretty much has created what they call the human library so you can look them up, look them up on Facebook uh, also on YouTube they have a short clip of the documentary so you can check it out on there Awesome. So we certainly will. And Gene, if any of our listeners, our members want to reach out to you because you've done this, you've yeah. brought it to your school uh, with the support of your administration and your students. I, uh, from what I saw, they were so into this. I was, oh, my gosh. One of the great moments came for me is uh, one of the students who I had her for two years. She didn't really speak a whole lot in the classroom. And she was one of the first people to volunteer to get up and read her poem in front of a crowd of people. And she never really spoke in a classroom. And when she spoke, her classmates were looking at her. And uh, after it was all over, they hugged her and talked about how amazing her voice was and how amazing her words were. It was like, she just blew people away. So, Great stuff, Gene. Gene, your, your, your email, if you want to mind uh, yeah, sharing. Sure. Uh, it's mrgwoods33 at gmail.com. All right, Gene. Well, thanks so much for just sitting down for yeah. a couple minutes. We'll see you tomorrow at 1 o'clock at First the corner of 1st and 5th. Awesome. Thanks, cool. man. And, you know, Jim, the convention is certainly a place not only to find new things for the classroom, but also to make friends and connect with friends that you've had maybe worked with in the past as colleagues here. And I want to bring on our next guest here, somebody who I've had the pleasure of knowing for quite some time, been a big supporter of my work here and has always been around at the convention time to catch up with, Mr. Joe Pizzo. Joe, how are you today? Welcome back to the Jersey Educator Podcast. Jeff, Jim, thanks for having me here. It's an absolute pleasure. Joe, you're not a stranger to the convention. You've been coming here for 90 years? <laughs> at least. At the very least. Last Thursday, I started my 42nd year in Chester, and I taught another year in another district. So I guess I'm starting my 43rd year overall. 43 years, Jim, going strong. What are you finding this year that is, is just, like, wowing you? I think the enthusiasm is still there with all the kids. The kids absolutely love what they do. They come in ready to work, and there's a playfulness. 
that lets me get some things done as well. And they're very supportive of each other. That's the, the niceness. There's, there's a kindness in their hearts. And it is certainly nice to have a place here where teachers can come together from across the state. Yes, sir. And learn from each other. I mean, over here, we're seeing these amazing 3D printed models out here. Right. And we're, we're just, how can I use this in my, and then fill in the blank for that classroom? Have you, t I know we're still new here in the convention. It's just started a few hours ago, but have you found anything that you're going to run back on Monday and try out? Actually, I just finished doing a presentation came down, set up the table to represent New Jersey Council of Teachers of English and help with the middle-level educators. So when I, that was finished, I walked over here. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to walk the floor yet. Now, tell us a little bit about your involvement with the middle-level educators. I've been with the middle-level educators for a couple of years. They were kind enough to recognize me for 2016-17 as their educator of the year. I guess sometimes if you wait for the bus long enough, it'll show up. <laughs> And uh, I try to do some presentations with them. I work with Schools to Watch. Uh, we highlight outstanding middle schools in New Jersey. And the Schools to Watch program is across the nation, as many know. Now, we, we just interviewed somebody who is a new member to our association, just getting in from the, uh, the college ranks. How would somebody find the Middle Level Educators Association and get involved? They can go to njamle.org and... That's our website. Uh, for the English teachers, it's njcte.com, not org. Org used to be our old address, but when we switched providers in order to maintain our free status, we had to go to con instead of org. So we did that because we didn't think it was right to spend the members' money that way. You know, I got to ask you, you said you've been coming here for quite some time. Other than the obvious, you know, the, okay, uh -huh. technology changes, Wi-Fi right. gets better. Is this the same convention that it was 20 years ago, or has, it, has things really, really changed? There's so much different here with the technology and with the uh, excitement of learning new things. But the thing that never changes is the heart, the heart and soul of the people here. Every single person puts in their time. Uh, they could be doing other things, but they're professionally dedicated to making a difference for their students and for their classrooms. And that's admirable, and they all deserve a, a huge salute for that. I understand that tomorrow morning you're going to be joining the Polar Bear Club? <laughs> I'm waiting for you to go first. <laughs> I'll be right there with the, with the podcasting mic. Of course it is. I, I, I want to see that. I, I definitely want to see that. I don't think it. I do, actually. It, it, it's an audio-only show, right. thank God. <laughs> You know, I got to say here, with everything going on here, the, the topics are amazing. The people here are amazing. The workshops here are amazing. If you're listening to this and maybe for next year you're saying, should I go down or shouldn't I go down? Joe, what advice do you have for anybody that might be on the bubble here? The networking opportunities here are absolutely tremendous. I've Just in the, the 20 minutes between leaving my, my uh, workshop, setting up, and then walking over here, I've networked with about five different people I know in different capacities, somebody from Edmodo, someone from a couple of different districts, and you, you get to see people and see them one-on-one. -on -one. We're so busy and so insulated as teachers that we don't always get the chance to get out of the classroom and network. So this is the prime opportunity. And do you have any recommendations for uh, leaving here with those you know, 50 to 100 business cards? Do you have any good organizing tips? Because I, I always spend the days after the convention just sitting here scanning everything in. Actually, what I try to do is I try to keep my, my limits. Uh, I look at what do I need for my classroom this year? 
I, at my presentation, I told people that I'm hoping to do a podcast for NJCTE, one for NJAMLE, and a series with the executive director of NCTE to talk about issues in language arts. So I'm looking at that, but I'm also looking at opportunities to open up my classroom and network with other people in other schools so our students can learn together. I think that's the wave of the future, and it's here now. It's, it's no longer the future. It's now. You know, the one thing I'm noticing more and more are people are walking around with their heads down, which I think means that there's more social interaction here than it has been in ever. And I'm looking here at the hashtag of it was an N-J-E-A-C-O-N-V, right? And I noticed that the hashtag is moving really well here. Talk to us a little bit about social media. You're, you're, a, you're the king of social media, aren't you, Joe? I don't know about King. I, I, I may just... Jester? Uh, well, something. Probably Jester okay. more than King. At, at my workshop this morning, I actually designated someone as the official tweeter. And it was her job to take the pictures. She had her phone, and then there was someone else with a phone, and I had my phone. So she took the pictures on my phone, and I said, I'll tweet these out as soon as uh, I get a chance to take a breath. They're going to go out, and people are going to see what we're doing here. And that is a neat idea. That's an idea that I've seen done in classrooms where, you know, yeah. for today's class period, you are the official documentarian. Uh -huh. Your job is to take pictures. Your job is to be the scribe. Your job is to, you know, delegating those different responsibilities out there. It's amazing some of the things that you can just pop up just by looking at everybody. Jim, I, I got to say here, Joe is absolutely one of my edu heroes here. Joe, thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you for coming along to our first ever Jersey Educator Live. Jeff, Jim, it's always a pleasure. And you know any way I can ever help you guys, all you have to do is reach out. I'm there for you. Thanks, Joe. Thanks. And it's great to finally meet you in person. I want to shake your hand. Hello, sir. And uh, speaking of being great to see people in person, uh, just an opportune moment, Jeff. Walking by, I spotted two celebrities, I think, who, if you recall, from the fall, NJA ran a series of commercials promoting our members, and we have two of our NJREA, New Jersey Retirees Education Association, members here who spent their careers in the Pensalkin Public Schools of Camden County. Uh, we have Miss uh, Miriam Reichenbach and Mr. Ed Komchik. Hello. Hi. Hello. How are you? Move that mic in a little bit. How are things going? They're going great. It's great to see you too. And uh, Ed, hello to you. How are you, sir? I am good. And those commercials, um, what was that like being on TV almost 24-7 in this ad campaign? I'll give you a little story from my side. Uh, we got a lot of coverage with that. I came in, I would go into a restaurant and I one case in particular which was repeated many times there was a woman eating there at the table and i didn't know her she didn't know me she's eating she looked up she said you're the guy on tv aren't you and we came across numerous people who said thank you for what you're doing i'm not a teacher but my sister-in-law is a teacher and i we have someone in the family who's in education and then one day miriam and i were walking out of a lowe's store into the parking lot. This big guy gets out of his Cadillac Escalade. We don't know him. He doesn't know us. He takes one look at us and he says, 
Oh, the teacher celebrities. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. Everywhere we went, and we, we're still getting reactions from it even now. So, so that really speaks to those ads that people did see them and oh, people absolutely. remember them. Yes. And then to change uh, gears here a little bit, Miriam, I know you're involved with the NJREA, the New Jersey Retirees Educators <laughs> Association. Um, would you like to talk a little about that? I'm on the exec board for the NJREA, and I'm the editor of the NJREA newsletter, which goes out to all of our members on a quarterly basis. I think we send out somewhere in the neighborhood of 24, 25,000 copies four times a year, just to keep our members informed as to what's happening with uh, their health benefits, their pensions, keep them updated with what's happening in the state house. And I, I have to say, it's a well-done newsletter. Um, it's won lots of awards, and it's it's an enjoyable task. I, I thoroughly enjoy being the editor, and uh, it's a job I'd like to continue. Well, it's really great that um, our members have that outlet that when they when they do retire, can still stay just as involved and still advocate for what's best for our students across the state. Well, that's why we've been called the daytime face of NJEA. That's what we retirees do. So any of our listeners out there want to learn more, find the New Jersey Retirees Educators Association on uh, njea.org, uh, right right there on the left-hand side under the members uh, tab. Ed, Ed, it looks like you have one final thought for us here. Yeah, I just want to point out we have another workhorse in the audience. <laughs> yes, Ben Salkin, Bill Syed. <laughs> And uh, he's working right alongside with us, another workforce. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was fortunate to teach in Pensacola, and Miriam actually uh, got me involved in advocacy and the local association by asking me to be a building rep. So I probably owe uh, <laughs> the reason why I'm sitting here today is because of this, this uh, lady right here. So Miriam, thank you. Thank you for just sitting down for us for a couple minutes. Thanks for having us. And thank you for everything that you guys at NJEA do for our members, both active and retired. Thank you, Miriam and Ed, and we will see you later. And speaking of what NJA is doing, we have another uh, opportune guest, uh, Matt Stagliano, um, NJA social media editor, uh, is joining us. Uh, hello, Matt. Hey, Jim. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm having a great time here at the convention. It's been absolutely fantastic. All the social media stuff has been We've been seeing a lot of activity. A lot of our members are celebrating each other, celebrating their work, uh, and engaging in some really good professional learning stuff, and it's awesome. Really great. So when, when we say NJA social media, what, what is that, and uh, what, what do you have going on? So you can, we, NJA runs four main properties as of today. So we are doing, we have a Facebook page, which is the New Jersey Education Association, an Instagram account, which is Insta underscore NJA, a Twitter account, which is at NJEA. And we also today are rolling out our Snapchat account, which is Team NJEA on Snapchat. Wow, so Snapchat. Snapchat. And not only do we have an account on Snapchat that you can follow, we have a number of geo filters set up for the next couple of days. So if you're on Snapchat, make sure to use those geo filters and share them with your friends and, you know, spread the word. Tell people what you're doing down here. Really great stuff, Matt. Any, anything else you want to share while you're sitting here with us for the next couple minutes? Well, if you're listening and you're here at convention, at 2.45, looks like we're going to be doing a mannequin challenge. <laughs> what, wait, 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 wait. First and fifth. What, what is a mannequin challenge? You have to 
Just go to the corner of 1st and 5th at 245 to find out. You won't be disappointed. I'll, I'll be there. Je- Jeff, will you be uh, participating as a mannequin? I often try to be a mannequin when I'm at home around the babies, um, but my wife doesn't appreciate that very often. So I, I think uh, we might have to come over and check that out. 2.45, the corner of 1st and 5th. And will you be tweeting out photos? We'll be tweeting out photos. Under, we'll be doing videos. And what is the hashtag that we should be looking at before? So we're doing hashtag NJEACONV, which is C-O-N-V, and N-J-E-A-CONV, C-O-N-V. Excellent, excellent. Check that stuff out. And, you know, even after, because, you know, many people are going to be listening to this podcast after the convention is over. Those hashtags are a great way just to kind of go back in time to kind of get some ideas out. I see a lot of people coming to these workshops and just tweeting things, knowing that down the road they're going to come back to those things. And, you know, the work that you guys are doing on social media is absolutely great. And every time I'm out there, you know, at signing NJEA, you guys are fantastic resource always always nice to everybody out there in njea check them out jeff at njea thank thank you jeff i really appreciate it i love what you guys are doing this is incredible stuff here all right matt so we will uh we'll see you over in the communications area um maybe later or you're probably out and about all over the place uh looking for looking for photo ops and all kinds of great stuff. So thank you, Matt, for sitting down. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, I had to make sure I snagged you while while you were in the area. Our next guest was on the podcast uh, over the winter. He is the Director of Performing Arts at the Teaneck Community Charter School in Teaneck, New Jersey. He's a classroom music instructor, vocal coach, uh, music theater director. Uh, We'd like to welcome back uh, Mr. Jamie Valenti. Hello, Jamie. How are you, Jim? I am great, and how are you? Great. Having a great time down here at convention. Yeah, so speaking of uh, convention, uh, I just mentioned, um, and I remember when you were on the show, you broke down for us um, charter schools, that uh, NJA does represent members in charter schools. We do. And uh, would you like to share a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, NJA is actively organizing the 89 charter schools here in New Jersey. Uh, We actually have currently organized 17 of those charter schools, up almost 10 from the same time last year. So we are actively moving into organizing charter schools because they are public schools and these are public employees. And that's the most important thing to focus on. They are public employees who deserve the protection of a union just like any other public employee. So so I, I guess they become members when they reach out to NJA for some help. Is that typically what happens? Correct. They've reached out to us in various ways, whether they talk to another member that they know uh, from a traditional public or an affiliated charter, or they do reach out to the local field office or even to the executive office in Trenton, where we have then sent people out to discuss how the affiliation process works and the benefits of becoming a unionized charter school. So uh, do we have charter school members here today at the convention? We do. We've actually been signing a lot of them in out in Hall D. We're up to about, I think, 80 charter members have come in as of noon this morning. And I know many more, my local included, are expecting to come through the doors during the weekend. Yeah, that's one of the great things about convention. you, You come when you can. And if you come for two hours, you come for all day, you always leave with getting something out of it. Absolutely. Spend the time that you can and learn whatever you can in that time. So, so Jamie, what are you spending time doing and learning about here? Uh, I'm spending a lot of time getting to know our early career members at this uh, year's convention, as well as our charter members, because our early career members have such a wide, vast ex- experience from you know, their college time, especially if they were NJSEA 
members, they have great skills that we want to find a way to activate them, both in their local, county, and their statewide organization. So we have to tap in to their potential. And I really enjoy getting to spend a lot of time with them, finding out what they're passionate about and how we can develop an outlet for them. Wow. So uh, I, I know you've been involved in some uh, events uh, and some outings with early career members over the course of this year and some things planned for the future. Yes. We, uh, with the Team North group, it's an early career group up in the northern region. We did have a very successful kickoff event for the beginning of the year where we discussed uh, paychecks and all the various abbreviations that show up on those paychecks to make sure that our members are educated, as well as uh, the new teams. There's a Central Connection and a Team South that these are member-driven groups who are actively trying to engage their fellow early career members, both in networking and in union advocacy and education. That's really great to hear and uh, awesome. So if if our listeners want to learn more about that, would they go to uh, the website, right? Um, The Early Career website is up on the extension of the NJEA page. I think that's njea.org slash early career members. That is correct, Jim. And uh, that's great. So, uh, Jamie, anything else uh, while you're here you want to share um, what you're excited about with convention or what's going on with you? Uh, We're excited for the Haven event this evening to see our early career members out again as well as uh, the potential to possibly talk to some non-affiliated charter members and bring them into the NJEA family. Well, great. Well, we'll be looking forward to hearing more about that and learning more about that. And uh, and uh, well, I feel like uh, we need something. Uh, oh, your email. Would you like to share your email in case any of our listeners want to get in touch with you? Sure. My email is jvalente, V-A-L-E-N-T-E at njea.org. And if you are interested in learning more about charters, stop by the corner of 1st and 5th at 1 o'clock, and I'll be hosting a roundtable discussion on charter schools. All right, Jamie. Uh, Great, and thanks so much for stopping by. Thank you, Jim. And, of course, it's always nice to see returning guests here, as it is nice to see music educators showing up and uh, being a part of the association. You know, it's never a dull place here at the convention just sitting here watching as you're doing the interviews jim so many different people are walking by here they're enjoying refreshments they're making things over here in the 3d printers there's just so much great stuff happening here at the convention yes absolutely uh oh wow um sometimes at the end of the day i am just so tired and i feel like my brain's fried from everything going on uh but uh it's it's uh, really exciting jeff and, you know, Jim, as we get ready here to go through the second half of the day, I see somebody else has uh, come up to the plate. Tell us a little bit about our next guest. Oh, absolutely. This was an epic episode of the podcast back over the winter. Uh, we have on the show right now um, a teacher at the Gloucester County Institute of Technology, an HVE, excuse me, HVAC teacher who has found a way to, uh, oh, it's so cool, uh, incorporate multiple styles of teaching into his classroom, so they happen all at once in a variety of ways that meet students' individual and different learning styles. I think he calls this uh, clockwork, and since coming on the podcast, a lot of exciting things have been happening uh, with him. Uh, Welcoming back to the show, Mark Howie. Hello, Mark. Hello. Thanks for having me back on, Jim. Uh, It's great. Great to have you here. 
things are going well for the How We Doing Method. That's that's it, the How We Doing Method. Yes, a little uh, pun on my last name. Okay. The, um, so what's going ha to happen right now is uh, in about 50 minutes or so, I'm going to be presenting at the state level. And what is... Um, that's going to be the third time I've presented at the state level. It keeps growing and growing, kind of like a graduation. And what we're going to be doing is um, doing it while we're learning it, and they get to work at the tables, and they're going to be able to uh, figure out how it actually nice. works into the classroom, how they can implement it in their classroom. And also, um, this is going national to the ACTE level uh, at the end of this month, beginning of December. It will be uh, a national presentation. And refresh my memory, oh, ACTE. Association of Career Technical Education. That's it. That's it. Well, that's so exciting. So great to have you here. Love the presentation method. No, no real PowerPoint, no real lecture. Let's come in, learn about the, uh, the how we doing method as the students would. Yes, it's, uh, it's very much like a TED Talks and a little bit of um, doing as well. Uh, great, great. So, so refresh our memory because uh, it's so cool and it's it's just so powerful. What what exactly happens in the how we do in method? Well, uh, for me right now, I'm doing six different stations, all doing different things. And what is great about it is is that the students are teaching each other, and the way that they rotate through, it's the the how we doing rotation so that they rotate against each other and it becomes like clockwork and peer-to-peer -peer learning is where they retain 90 to 95%, whereas when they just let you lecture, it's only about 5%, things like that. So we've ratcheted all the way up so that the retention level is a lot better. I spiral the curriculum and when you do station-based rotational learning, you can incorporate all your school's new initiatives and I know everybody's dealing with all new initiatives. It makes it easy to plug and play with those initiatives and it's the the really nice part about it is, is you get to incorporate whatever you would like. Uh, I do spiraling, jigsawing, scaffolding, cooperative learning, and blended learning. It's all happening at the same time, and it really uh, makes it fun. And then you come up with a grading system that works for you, and then the students really get in, into it and take ownership of it as well. So I, I couldn't help but think there that uh, you're an HVAC teacher, but I think any subject... Uh, level level teacher could use this somehow. Well, the the nice part about it is I, I started to adapt it for other people's and they started to adapt it for themselves. So what's neat is to see how other teachers take a hold of it and start making their own path in ways that I couldn't even come up with on my own. But I know it works for me. I know it works for my classroom and my students. And they know the same. So they started taking it in their own direction. We have CPR doing it. Engineering at our school is doing it. All the construction trades are doing it, and more and more teachers are starting to ask how can they implement it into their programs, academic teachers, and it's just starting to work. And it seems like what's coming down the pike is blended learning, and blended learning is really station-based learning. Really great. So if our listeners want to learn more about you or about the uh, How We Doing Method, what's a good place to go? I have a uh, Facebook. I have a Twitter. I have um a website which is more like a blog so people can start posting their uh, ideas of how it works because it really is um, something where all teachers can really learn and bounce ideas off of each other. I don't have all the answers but I just came up with a formula that seems to work for a lot of other people. 
Great. So uh, our listeners can learn more about the How We Doing Method, uh, you know, Facebook, website, and also go back through our past episodes on Jersey Educator on iTunes or njea.org slash podcast. Uh, you were maybe on the fourth or fifth episode, uh, and it's just great to, to have you back, Mark. And anything else you'd like to share um, before you, you head out to, yeah. to, to, to do your presentation, your workshop? Yeah, keep keep the spark going and keep creativity in the classroom because that is really where you make the difference and kids pick up on that more than anything. Uh, your students are so fortunate to, uh, you know, have you there to guide them through this and uh, really great. So we'll be looking forward to hearing more about the How We Do a Method and thanks again for popping in. Thanks so much for having me. I'll uh, hopefully uh, have a great presentation in uh, about 50 minutes. Yes. I, oh, yeah. yeah. Packed <laughs> thanks, house. Thanks, Packed house. thanks, Mark. Jeff, this has been quite the busy uh, afternoon here. I think that, you know, the amazing part here is that the guests that we have are top-notch, and it shows that there's always something to do here at the convention. You, again, you can come to the workshops. You can come to the sessions. You can be a maker. You can go, you know, I don't know, what the, is it called College Road or College Bullet? One of those, you know, where all the colleges are. You can find anything that you want to at this convention. And one of the things that I found, Jim, is our next guest. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, our next guest is a very special guest, Jeff, because uh, this is our first guest ever on the Jersey Educator Podcast. And you could say that this podcast uh, has a lot to owe to this guest because he, um, he along with a couple other um, of uh, his peers, came up with the idea and approached us about it. Uh, so we have here a third grade special education teacher in the Franklin Township School District, uh, Somerset County, uh, tenth year in as a public school educator. Uh, we're so happy to have back on the show Dan Epstein. Hello, Dan. Hey, Jim and Jeff. How you doing, guys? Welcome. We, we're, we're great now that you're back. Well, I, I wish I had that effect on everybody. I can't say that I do, but uh, if it makes you feel better, then I'm, I'm glad. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me back. Great to have you back. And I, I know when you were on the show, uh, we talked a lot about advocacy and how our members can get involved, step up, make a difference for the success of their students and their schools. Uh, we didn't talk too much about your role in the classroom as a third grade special education teacher for 10 years. That's quite an accomplishment. Uh, I'd like to think so, yeah. I mean, you know, there's there's so much that's always happening with all the association work that we do, and there's so much to talk about, um, about things happening on the state, the county, the local levels, that sometimes it's easy to forget that the people we talk to are also in the classroom, that are also educators. And uh, I'm, I'm very proud of the work that I do with the association, but I'm even more proud of the the work that I do with my kids that, that no one else really gets to see, but that's why we're here. So yeah, I'm, I teach third grade uh, inclusion in Franklin Township. This is my uh, 11th year teaching. Um, I've taught second, third, fourth, and fifth grade. I've done inclusion. I've done resource room. I've taught in um, on the stage in the auditorium when there was a bee infestation. Uh, I've taught in, <laughs> in former broom closets. I've taught... Uh, in, in 16 different classrooms, and I use the word classroom extremely loosely. Um, special ed always kind of gets uh, mm. placed in, in very strange and weird places that they're not designed to be. But um, ultimately, it's about what you can do with the students and the difference you can make with them. That matters a lot more than you know what room you're in and all of that. But uh, that's, 
that's why we're all here and that's why we all get into this to begin with. So, um, you know, I love the work that I get to do with my students every day and that's why we're here. So, uh, Dan, have you had much time to check out the Jersey Educator since we launched? Um, because we, we owe a lot of this to you and bringing the idea to us to try this. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, I'm a regular listener. Uh, I, I remember when we kind of conceived of the idea, we were at uh, a roundtable discussion right. for uh, you know early career members. And we were talking about different ways to communicate with members and get in touch with members yeah. other than some of the things that we have been doing as an association for a long time. And we talked about, you know, podcasts and we talked about a few different things that are just new ways of, of media that uh, it's great for the association to jump on board with. So from that discussion, that was sort of a throwaway line. Oh, yeah, we should have a podcast. It's now grown into something pretty spectacular. So uh, the, the credit goes to the two of you to... Um, make it a quality podcast, and that's why it's got uh, a lot of listeners, and it, it keeps getting better. So it, it, it was cool to have been there from the beginning, and it, and uh, fortunately, I think if it hadn't grown, you wouldn't have had me back. <laughs> but uh, it, it's definitely going in the right direction. So, so Dan, you're here at convention. You want to share anything? Uh, have you been up to some workshops today, or just what are you interested in here? Wow. Um, well, I haven't been able to get to any of the workshops yet. Uh, I'm, I'm here wearing a lot of different hats um, at the convention, as, as a lot of people are. Um, on the Government Relations Committee, I'll be at the Government Relations booth, uh, which you can find on Main Street with some of the other NJEA booths. I'm not going to get too much into politics, because frankly, uh, I'll get depressed. But, um, but uh, that's all the more reason why it's so important. So I would encourage everyone to stop by the Government Relations booth and see um, how they can get involved in some of the things that they can do. Uh, I'm a county officer. I'm the first vice president of the Somerset County Education Association. We have our hospitality suite later today at 4 o'clock oh, at the Sheridan. Great. That's another piece that each county has a hospitality suite on Thursday, sometime during the day. And as a member of that county, uh, any of those members can RSVP and go. Um, so there's that going on, too. Which Oh, yeah. There are yeah. some members that come just to go to the hospitality <laughs> suite. They wouldn't be at convention otherwise because it's, it's fun. There's, you know, there's yeah. food, there's drinks, there's friends, there's raffles. There's, there's all kinds of things going on, and uh, it's always a good time. And uh, not only that, but they get to see some of the really cool things that the county associations are doing. Um, a lot of times the locals are, are really way out in front in terms of getting in front of the members and seeing what they're doing. Um, as they should be, because they, they, they're there every day with the members, and they grieve and negotiate. And the, the state, the NJEA, is also out in front with, uh, not just with the podcast, but also with the NJEA review and just a lot of the other things that are going on. But the counties have a really critical role also in getting locals and local leaders to network with each other, leading the way with professional development. Uh, I know that in our county of Somerset, we've done a lot to reach out to PTO and PTA leaders, um, taking advantage of the Pride program to help do that. And uh, th that's just some of the, the really cool things that we're pioneering to help all of our members and to increase um, our community relationships with uh, some, some friends of ours in education, such as you know PTOs and PTAs. And um, the, the hospitality suites are, are a great opportunity to do that. Um, you know, our, our county president, Steve Beatty, is all over the place uh, doing such amazing things and 
and all of our officers are and uh, it's great for people to come out and see us and and for us to see them and and really get to know uh, what uh, the county is doing for them and and dan it's it's great to see you thanks for stopping over and popping in and we will uh We'll, we'll look for you at the hospitality suite later. Yeah, come on by. Thanks a lot for having me back on the show, and keep up the great work, guys. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for checking in with us. And uh, moving right along, uh, we, we have another guest who's kind of like a walk-in today, Jeff. We've had some walk-ins, and I, I couldn't help but remember that uh, this member is here who has a lot to share. Uh, he is the vice president of the East Orange Education Association, where he is a teacher, and uh, he's also a member of something called the New Leaders Council, which I think our listeners will be interested to hear about. Uh, please welcome Brian Rock. Thank you, Jim. Uh, yeah, so like Jim said, I'm a uh, high school social studies teacher in East Orange, um, but also involved in a lot of other political things outside of NJEA. So one of the kind of interesting things about my path to involvement in the NJEA was it came through outside politics. I did a fellowship at the Eagleton Institute, uh, which is a research institute at Rutgers, and they run a graduate fellowship to basically get people more acquainted with the, the policy process. But that fellowship isn't geared towards people that just want to do politics. They want to get people who are in other professions like education or science to understand how policy works so they can bring their professional expertise to government in New Jersey. Uh, so that's kind of how I segued into NJEA involvement. Um, and so kind of continuing that. I like to, I, a lot of the things that I do try to get other people more involved in politics, whether they're early career members or just young professionals in general. Uh, so this past year I was part of New Leaders Council, uh, which is a progressive uh, leadership training organization that tries to grow and develop the next generation of progressive leaders in New Jersey and throughout the country. So they run this fellowship throughout the spring and you spend a few mo- uh, weekends throughout six months learning about politics, growing your network, meeting other people in New Jersey politics. Yeah. Is there a question in there? Wow, Sorry. wow. That was, or was just, I just a, talking a lot. No, no, great, great descriptor there of politics, politics. It's coming up more and more. And I'm hearing from members who I never, um, never approach me to talk about politics, but the results of the election, mm-hmm. just, just more members, I think. Uh, would, would you agree that more members are saying, you know, wait a minute here, maybe I need to pay attention to this? Yeah, I think uh, I think definitely it's become more on people's um, horizon. For the last seven years of Christie, we've dealt with a lot of setbacks, and then recently with the presidential election, people have been really ignited and interested. Uh, so the challenge for us is going to be to capture that and then continue that enthusiasm over the next year into the governor, then the year after that into the midterms, and then looking forward to 2020. You know, we go through cycles where people get excited every four years. So right now we're at the peak, but if we don't okay. capture that and okay. keep it. Yeah. It's going to fade away, and people are going to go back to their private daily lives. So how do we capture that and, and keep keep everybody together? Mm-hmm. Um, one way to do that is is through your work with the New Leaders Council. I think you're involved with the Young Democrats, too. Is that a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so I also sit on the board of the Essex County Young Democrats. Um, yeah, we try to engage young people, uh, 18 to 36, in the political process, um, as well as the nat- the. Urban League of Essex County Young Professionals, I work with them as well as their Civics and Economics Chair. Um, and so kind of through both organizations, we target young professionals in the Essex County area. We had a couple of watch parties for the presidential debates to bring people out to, to watch the debates and talk about politics. Uh, we organized voter engagement efforts to get people phone banking and get people canvassing. Uh, but basically to get people who are otherwise disengaged with politics to 
see it and feel the process and understand how it impacts their daily lives. Wow. So very important work. Um, if our members want to reach out to you, if they have a specific question, would you like to share your email? Sure. It's uh, brianrock.nj. That's B-R-I-A-N-R-O-C-K dot N-J at gmail.com. Uh, and if I could also plug New Leaders Council one more time. So the yep. fellowship coming up in yep. January, applications for that are due November 14th, which is Monday. Uh, so if, I know we have a few members who have uh, applied already. And anybody Great. else that's Great. interested in growing their potential as a leader, uh, it's an amazing opportunity that you should look into. Uh, if you go to New Leaders Council NJ on Facebook, it's a link to the application. Uh, and again, you've still got the weekend to, to wrap it up. Uh, and I am the Institute Co-Chair. Uh, which means that I get to set up that class and lead you through that process. So I am definitely interested in getting more NJA members involved there and plugging them into our network in the state. Well, Brian, we'll, we'll keep uh, tuned in to everything you have going on. We'll check those out. Thanks so much for sitting down today for a couple minutes. Really great. Anytime. Thank you. Yeah, you got a hand clap for hand from the audience here. Wow. <laughs> so, so Jeff, uh, Jeff, I, I've been looking at these the whole time we've been talking. Over here to our left is uh, in the Digital Boulevard area. There's these things on a shelf that look like sand sculptures almost. They're, they're maybe like a foot and a half high. They're, they're large of a, of a T-Rex skull and a castle and the Venus de Milo. Mm -hmm. uh, would, would that be like a 3D printer over there? Those actually are 3D printed images. Okay. And there's a lot of neat things that are happening these days in the world of 3D images and 3D printing. And I want to give a shout out to our friends right across the hall here called Maker Depot. They're doing some great things with their Maker Depot Academy where they're actually doing courses and full curriculum. And we're going to be having them here uh, tomorrow, actually, on the show. Uh, we're going to be talking to them. They're going to be showing off how 3D printing works. So lots of great stuff here going on. And uh, we have some, some guests coming up, don't we, Jim? Yeah, we just had a, a guest sit down, uh, one of our first guests on the podcast. Uh, let's see. She has been teaching for 10 years, and she's currently teaching in a self-contained kindergarten to second language and learning disabilities class in the Summit School District of Union County. Uh, it's great to have back on the show uh, Mel Lemmy, Melanie Lemmy. Hello. Hello. How are you? We are great. And how are you? I'm good. So, Mel, when you were on the show, uh, we had you on. You spoke about something that our members every once in a while experience, which is a, a transfer, an involuntary transfer. And we, we talked about, um, you know, how, how that happened to you and how you approached it. And I left that interview feeling, feeling good, like you had a, like a positive spin to it almost, right? Yeah, I tried to like, think of it in a positive light because otherwise you just end up being stressed out all the time. Absolutely, and yeah. the stress level of our members has never been higher probably than, than now. Agreed, you know? uh, yes. Yeah, yes. so, so what, what do you do? personally to help keep that stress level down? Um, so I try and look at what's going on in my school life and take it one step at a time. If there are things that are becoming very stressful, I take a step back and think, can I do anything about this issue? And if I can do something about the issue, I take the steps to move forward to do that. And if I can't, sometimes you just need to let some things go and make the best of 
your situation and do everything that you can in, in that way. So Mel, uh, you're down here for the next uh, two days at convention. Uh, what's been happening in your classroom this week? Have, have you been in the school this week or uh, is your is summit off? So in Summit, we had off for election day, so we did not have school on Tuesday. But we did have school on Monday and Wednesday, and they were single session or half days. And the kids went home early, and teachers stayed for parent-teacher conferences. So I had all my parent-teacher conferences on Monday and Wednesday afternoon. So, so Mel, are, are you going to get any time while you're down here to maybe go pop into a workshop or two to get some professional development? Yes, I actually um, was very interested. This morning there was one on the best books in children's books right now, new books. I missed it. It was full. There was a really long line. I didn't get in. But I'm looking forward to going to another one about selective mutism later on. Selective? Mutism. Hmm. So that's students who, um, for a variety of reasons, are not speaking in school but do speak outside of school. So have you encountered that in your career? I have. I have encountered wow. that in my career, and there's very specific approaches to how to deal with that in your classroom and how to encourage a student to feel com comfortable and confident in speaking in school. So I'm very interested in learning more about that and the protocols and things that you should do. And that right there speaks to the professionalism and dedication of our members because, you know, you, you may have had one of these students, if I'm assuming correctly, over the years. And, you know, a school district is not going to in-service the entire school population on selective mutism. I mean, all, all, the, all the members, all the teachers and paraprofessionals, but it's up to our members when we have these students to really seek out that, that support on their own. I agree. That's one reason that I really enjoy coming to convention because there are so many different options of workshops to take that if there's something you're interested in, your school district isn't necessarily providing the PD, you can always come here and really have a lot of options to find it. Yeah, there's so many workshops, so much to do. And speaking of things to do, you're so busy, Mel. How do you, how do you balance? Uh, have you had any uh, success and luck balancing your school life, your professional life, and your, your personal life at home? I have been working on that. I would call it a work in progress. The beginning of the school year was a little rough to get started, um, but I think things are going better. I um, try and focus on the things that I actually have control over, and if I do not have control over something, to try to not get stressed out about it. If you can't change it, you can't change it and you should save your energy for something you can. However, I do also always reach out and look for help and support from other people at school or at home if, if there's something I feel like I can't change to really figure out if I can or I can and what, and what to do there. Oh, work in progress uh, for me also, Mel. And uh, Mel, just thank you so much for all you do and for coming on the show. Anything you want to share that maybe we forgot to mention? Um, I just want to encourage people who are listening to just keep going, keep trying, keep working at it because um, it's working in a school is an amazing thing. And sometimes I think whether it's an involuntary transfer or, you know, a disagreement with an administrator or trouble with a student in your class, it, it can get really discouraging and really stressful. And I just want to encourage everyone to take a step back, 
take a breath and look at the big picture and things sometimes look a little clearer that way. Great, great words of advice. Uh, thank you, Mel, for stopping in. Yes, thank you for having me. We have here a high school special education resource center teacher from the Washington Township Public Schools. She is uh, currently the vice president of the New Jersey Education Association, previously serving as the secretary treasurer. Uh, we'd like to welcome to the show Ms. Marie Bliston. Hello, Marie. Hello, Jim. Hi, Jeff. Very happy to be here. Actually, I am thrilled and excited to be here. Thank you so much. Absolutely, Marie. And speaking of being here, we are, of course, in the convention center. Yes. As Jeff said, 20,000 plus members. Uh, how does that make you feel with so many of us in one room? I am absolutely awed by the dedication of our members who come out on their own time to spend time here to hone their professional skills and also to network with each other. Absolutely. And uh, what, what, what is your day like today, Thursday, the first day of the convention? Have you been up since, what, 4 o'clock? Actually, I went to sleep about 3 o'clock this morning, and I was up by 5. Absolutely correct. And we started actually the day with a very exciting uh, tradition, uh, going right to the entrance of the convention hall where we have a, a big red ribbon. And at the designated time, we cut the ribbon, the doors are open, and the members enter. And Marie, what, what is your favorite part of being here? I Listen, there I can't pick any one thing. We have so many opportunities on professional development, on uh, honing our skills, as I said, on networking with each other. What my big draw here is, is the members and their excitement and their enthusiasm and their dedication to learning from each other and learning uh, from other resources. Really great, Marie. And I, I noticed uh, the uh, secretary treasurer of the New Jersey Education Association just sat down across from you. He is a high school science teacher from the Wayne Public Schools. Uh, please welcome uh, Sean Spiller onto the program. Hello, Sean. Thanks for having me. There it, we go. Great, great to have you here, Sean. And uh, Marie just uh, happened to share with us what time she got up this morning. Uh, I don't know if you're in the mood to share, but it's certainly a busy day for you. It is a it is a very busy day. Uh, I was at the ribbon cutting with Marie, so about the same time, I'm sure. But uh, I, I'm sure, as Marie just alluded to, it's it's so much excitement. It's great running from event to event. Probably my only regret is that we can't stay at uh, any one event uh, for as much time as I'd love to. But you just really get a sampling of the wonderful things that are going on down here. So it's uh, it's awesome. And it's not just events, right? It's these workshops all day long. Correct. It's today and tomorrow presented pretty much by members for members. Yeah, that's right. Well, and talking about that, Jim, I think that this podcast is right at the top of the list. Uh, I am also a member, and I have joined and heard these podcasts from our newer members, from our mid-career members, and from our veteran career members, and I think they are fabulous. Uh, I want to give kudos to both you and Jeff. Well, thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, thank you, Marie. They've yes. been a lot of they've been a learning experience for me. Uh, speaking of learning experiences, Sean, what's what's in your mind right now? What are you looking forward to later in the day here? Uh, well, I tell you, I, I always enjoy uh, probably all the different events that I go to. I think one of the newer ones, with your help, uh, at, at Haven later tonight, oh, just yeah. welcoming a lot of our new members. Uh, that's always a lot of fun. It always uh, sticks in my mind, being that uh, I got to be behind the DJ booth there for, for just a moment. And <laughs> maybe right. uh, <laughs> pretend to be something I'm not. But uh, 
it, uh, it's, it's, I think, always a great time that there, as you noted before, there's something for everybody down here. And you're right. The big, the big pull, the big draw for everyone is the professional development. There's so much learning going on. Uh, but there's time for a little fun, too. And that's what makes this thing so great. So, so Marie, um, we, we may have some listeners listening in who have never been here. And I, I think Sean just mentioned something going on for everyone. Would, yes. would you say that that's accurate? It absolutely is accurate. Actually, I have been told that this is the largest organization of this type in the world. The largest professional learning um, experience. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And, uh, and Sean, um, for, for anyone who hasn't been here, um, anything else you'd want to add? Yeah, and say, come on down. You know, if you if you haven't been here, you, you definitely should check it out. It, it's something where uh, there are opportunities for rich professional growth. Uh, there are fellow educators who are helping guide every step of that conversation and these uh, these these wonderful opportunities in, in terms of learning. And and there's going to be a lot of fun going on, too. There's a lot of, uh, obviously, our, our higher ed institutions, which are down here. Um, you know, I see my, my, my Rutgers booth over there. And, uh, you know, there's, they're, they're all here, but they're all here uh, really bringing educators together to say, hey, Let's, uh, let's improve our profession, let's have some fun along the way, and let's, let's keep this moving forward. So, you know, Jim, one of my favorite parts about our podcast each week is when we talk about some of the things that you can do as a member of the association. I want to bring our guests here and ask, outside of the convention, what are some of the activities that our members can partake in? I know we've talked in the past, we've had bowling activities and, and, and getting together. What kinds of things can we do with the association outside of the convention cycle? Well, during this particular time, I think Sean nailed it on the big event tonight with our newer members. I think we had almost 1,000 members there last night. And, you know, Jeff, uh, I can't give you the complete list off the top of my head, but I will tell you this, that I know once our members start to network, they form their own other activities, right? So, like what you have going here with podcasts, it is growing, growing, growing. Uh, I have with me a president of the Somerset Education Association, Steve Beatty mid-career teacher, and I introduced him to podcast, and he wanted to come here to see what you were all about as well. Welcome on to the show. So, uh, Steve, um, we, we just had a member on, one of your uh, county association members, which we don't really get into talking about on this show, Sean, that our members, they belong to their local association, NJA, but there's the county association too, right? There is. Uh, there's there's all those different levels. There's the there's the local, there's the county, there's our state, and there's the national. Wow. And so when yeah. you look at all those levels, I think each one does have a, a, a unique responsibility and, and, and an opportunity for, for the member in terms of many of our local associations are obviously dealing with the local issues that, that are there and, and have a, an exact pulse of exactly what's going on. But the county associations offer a tremendous amount of professional development uh, throughout the year. Uh, they are a great resource in terms of networking for, for, for uh, uh, colleagues in different districts. Uh, so really, they are a, a wonderful, wonderful asset for anyone who's not sure what, what opportunities there are in their counties. They should certainly check with their county leaders. And speaking of county leader Steve Beattie, uh, the president, right, of the Somerset County Education Association. What's it like to be president of a county association? Well, first of all, Jeff and Jim, thanks so much for having me on here. Being president of the county, it's a, it's a great opportunity because it allows you to bring members in that perhaps don't have the experience of what it means to be tied into a larger group. And the county really is kind of a liaison between NJA and the locals. And that's where you can provide for them all kinds of networking opportunities, professional development, workshops to, again, bridge the, the, the gaps that may exist in members not knowing what else there is out there for them. And the county is a great resource uh, to do that. 
Yeah, and uh, we, we can find our county associations on our website, nja.org, yes. and just do a search there. All the county associations have their own website, too, which you could Google. And, uh, Steve, you are also a local associate. So you are a I county yes. association president <laughs> and a local association I got president. I double going there. Yes, I'm also president of the Bridgewater Raritan Education Association, Somerset County. And, again, that's, you, know, you work there on the local level with your members, uh, advocating for them. Uh, working with them in any capacity, sharing with them their heartwarming successes and some of the you know, uh, challenges they face. And it's you know, being both, being a local president and a county president, really affords you that perspective. And it helps you to draw members in, to have them be part of the process, because really, we are as strong as all of us, you know, 200,000 members. And by utilizing the resources available to you from the state, down to the county, down to locals, we really grow our organization for the benefit of all of us and all the students of the schools of New Jersey. And speaking of your students, you are a classroom teacher. I, am. I teach high school social studies. Yeah, oh, we've, we've had quite a few social yeah. studies teachers on uh, today. Um, so, Sean Marie and Steve, thanks so much for stopping by. We know how busy you are. And anything you want to share um, from anyone that we maybe forgot to mention or just... Uh, well, I would just say, Jim, you said that we might have some viewers out there that are not here today, Thursday. I want to put a pitch in for we will be here tomorrow, all day on Friday. That's right. And we have just as many workshops, just as many networking opportunities, just as many resources for you to be here tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. And thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Thank, thank you as well, guys. Really appreciate thank being you. on. And I echo Marie's comments. Come on down. And we hope to see you down here or at one of the other great opportunities to get together, network, or engage in professional development throughout the state. So hope to see you soon. Okay, Sean, Marie, and Steve, great having you uh, stop by. Jeff, you never know who or what you're going to see walk by on the convention floor. We just had a couple of reenactors walk by uh, in period clothing. Uh, <laughs> look like 1890s, Jeff. I, I wonder where they're going. When you have 20,000 educators all in one location here, there certainly is uh, something for everybody here. It's nice to see some of the mascots around here. It's nice to see some of the teachers. Uh, of course, we just had a chance to talk to some of our elected officials. Um, Jim, this is turning out to be an amazing experience. I would almost go as far as calling this a badass experience. <laughs> well, uh, that is a great segue to our next guest, who our listeners will remember from our last episode of Jersey Educator. Uh, we have here a uh, teacher from the Buna Public Schools in Atlantic County and also the Assistant Executive Director of the Badass Teachers Association, uh, Melissa Tomlinson. Hi, how are you doing today? Thank you. We are great. It's great to have you back on the show, although I feel like we, we, we just uh, heard from you maybe a couple weeks ago. I know, I know. Um, you know, I just wanted to stop by and make sure everybody comes past our booth, booth 1126. We have some resources available to you for fighting back against some of the privatization and the uh, corporate agenda on our schools. And we have some resources to help you in the classroom uh, concerning school-to-prison pipeline. Our session tomorrow will be dealing with developing cultural competency in the classroom, and we have a social justice toolkit available for that for the attendees. So what's so great about the BATS is that we've got this booth on the floor. There's, there's hundreds of booths, most of them um, educational companies selling things, but this is a booth run by members for members with resources to stop by, pick up, and, and help you get involved, right? 
Yeah, and that's what's great about our organization as a whole. It's completely volunteer member driven. So we actually do have members of NEA and AFT. We also have parent partnerships, student partnerships, community members, kind of all coming together like we need to today to fight for what's right in public education. Wow. So that is, uh, I just had to pause a minute, let all that sink in. There's, there's so much you do with the bats. And re- refresh our memory again. Uh, how can our listeners find uh, the, the Badass Teachers Association online? So we have a very big online presence. That's actually where we started. We have a closed Facebook group, Badass Teachers Association. We have an open page where a lot of information can be read and shared, Badass Teachers. Uh, We're very big on Twitters at Badass Teachers A. Uh, All of our states have Twitter accounts. We have a website, www.badassteacher.org. So we're taking a lot of that social media and online presence and we're really finding ways to develop on-the-ground, member-to-member, person-to-person conversations from that. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, Melissa, anything you want to share maybe we forgot about? or Your workshop is uh, tomorrow at 1 o'clock, right? It It is tomorrow, 1 or 2. It's tomorrow afternoon. I have Dr. Denisha Jones presenting with me. She comes from Trinity college. Um, She was formerly at Howard University, and I have my executive director, uh, Marla Kilfoyle, part of the Long Island opt-out movement, a New York bat, um, NYSAPE member. She's also presenting with us. All right, so we are going to look forward to that. I just... Uh, my Facebook feed all day has been, it, it, you know, these workshops by members, for members, this booth by members, for members, uh, just so many great things going on uh, here at convention. Uh, Melissa, thanks so much for just popping in for a couple minutes and sitting down and catching up. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. And Jeff, uh, we have been going strong here. All, I would say we've been going nonstop with guests. This is our, uh, we're almost on hour two. Are you saying that we're we're done, or should we bring more guests on here? <laughs> well, uh, we certainly have one more guest who just sat down, uh, so we can... Uh... Who, who do we have, Jim? Who's going to wrap up this amazing two hours of live broadcasting? Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Jim Boyce, the amazing co-host no, no, of the Jersey Educator... My co-host. Co-host. Co-host, because you are also... Give it up for Jeff Bradbury, co-host of the Jersey Educator. I'll, uh... They're both clapping for us, Jim. <laughs> Quite an audience, quite a crowd you attract, uh, Jeff. And uh, Jeff, our next guest is a uh, proud educator at Bergenfield High School. Uh, He teaches economics, financial literacy, uh, world history, political science, global studies, jack of all trades. Wow, I remember the the podcast episode was a a lot of downloads, uh, well over 2,000 downloads now strong of members who wanted to learn about... um, navigating debt and saving money and who better to speak about that than an early career educator who teaches economics and finance uh welcome back to the show mr gabe tanglao all right thank you guys for having me gabe how are you i'm doing well it's been fun coming to the uh to my second convention actually so this is my second time here so uh gabe you mentioned it's your second time here uh you're you're, could you describe that first time you came and what it was like is it uh you you have a look on your face like uh it's overwhelming whoa. it's overwhelming right it's um it's definitely a lot to take in but it's such a cool experience in terms of you know seeing what kind of resources are available um you know not only to our educators educational support staff etc 
but the floor is really the the just the when you walk into the floor for the first time and walk around that's really the moment where you're just like wow there's there's a lot to be seen there's a lot to see a lot yeah. to do a lot happening and you're right it it, it is overwhelming cuz there's all these booths we just mentioned Melissa's booth the bats booth is one of hundreds any advice for someone maybe coming for their first time? You walk in and you're like, I could see, especially an early crew member, walking in this space and being like, what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> because yeah. am I just supposed to start walking? <laughs> I mean, you could definitely just start exploring. But we have the corner of 1st and 5th, which is a section over there specifically for our early career members. And it's just a great place to hang out, connect with people, but also uh, get a sense and a lay of the land. So that's a, a great place, the corner of 1st and 5th. It's interesting because it's placed differently this year, right? So it's in the back corner. So if you walk straight across when you enter, that's, uh, that's definitely a place that I would go to, that I would encourage members to go to first. Yeah, good spot. And yeah. Gabe, you're going to be on the podcast again. Your episode, uh, well over 2,000 downloads because it is such a relevant and timely topic for members. Money, saving money, it's trying to build some financial security. Uh, do you want to give uh, just maybe a little preview of um, what's going through your mind when it comes to these topics that maybe we'll be talking about over the next month or so? Definitely. I mean, part of it is going through my own personal experience, figuring out, you know, things like retirement, 403B, insurance. And, you know, for somebody who hasn't had a prior background in financial literacy, it's, again, overwhelming. Right. So how do we simplify that? And not to mention my generation as millennial educators, most of us are dealing with a lot of student loan debt. Student loan debt is well over a trillion dollars across the nation now and it's something that's part of our financial futures you know so if we want to one day own a home go on vacation start a family all that fun stuff um, we're going to need to think about that and plan for that so we're just so happy you're coming back on the podcast to talk with our listeners a little more about that and uh, Gabe thanks so much for popping in and sitting down and we will uh, look forward to that future episode all right. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks, Gabe. And, and Jeff, that just about does it. I lost count of all the guests we've had sit down. Jim, it's been a great two hours here. Has everybody out here had a great time so far at the convention? Jim, I'm going to have to dub in some crowd noise for that one here because uh, clearly our microphones are not reaching the enormous of the the lots of viewers that we have here. Uh, Jim, thank you so much for putting all of this together. For anybody who is listening and maybe in our audience for the first time, where can we find out more information and subscribe to the Jersey Educator Podcast? Jeff, you can find us online at njaorg slash podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher by searching for Jersey Educator. Uh, check out all our past episodes there and subscribe. And, of course, if you are here listening, we've got a lot of business cards. You can you can subscribe right from the card. We would love it to you. Jim, uh, 20 uh, – is this 21 episodes, I believe, coming this, through here? This is a very long episode, This is a very long episode. This might be episodes <laughs> 21 through 35. I'm not sure yet, but – 
But Jim, I got to tell you, it, it has been a great convention here. I'm looking forward to the rest of it, and I'm looking forward to tomorrow. We're going to try to do something like this again. Until next time, my name is Jeff Bradbury. And my name is Jim Boyce. Reminding you guys out there to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions in New Jersey.